0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every
1: day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And on today's episode, we will be discussing further. I had n- honestly no intention on doing this, but it just seems that to be like what people are talking about on Twitter anyway, and that's the Nathan McKinnon slash. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll touch on Bo Byram, some news coming out for him. We will look at the, the bottom six struggles that the Avalanche seem to be having as of late, should they dip into the Eagles pool and bring somebody up? Not as a cure, just as to, to maybe jumpstart something. Is there anybody there that could do that? <clears throat> and, of course, we'll look forward to the Avalanche and Red Wings game, which is going to happen tonight. First things first, follow the show on social media outlets. On Twitter, LOP and underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, LockedOnAvalanche. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified whenever a new show goes live. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. All right, Shaggy. Uh, we'll start with Bill Byram, and then we'll get to Nathan McKinnon. Uh, I think it was Adrian Dater who put it out there first that he is skating. Now, skating does not mean he is returning tomorrow. Skating means exactly what you think it means. It means he's skating on ice. Mm -hmm. If you listen to this show, you know where Kyle and I stand on this Uh, health above anything else. And we would like to see Bo Byram not play the remainder of this year. I think that's still a possibility. Um, And I also have faith in, you know, the, the avalanche doctors and, uh, and staff doctors and, if they genuinely think he's okay, I don't think with the history that he's had, they're going to put him out there any earlier than is necessary. But still, when you see he's skating, you just feel like that's the next step into a return. Mm-hmm. And I just hope it's not this year. And I know that you're with me on that.
0: Absolutely. Like When it came to like the Matt Calvert situation of him stopping and returning, you were cheering him on, like, okay, you can do this, you can do this. Let's maybe this visor will help. Watching Bo Byram go through this, like when that tweet came out today that Bo Byram's skating, like I think I texted you. I just said no, no, no. Like this is you're not you're like you're not like because you don't want you him to make that appearance again. You don't want to see him try and come back. You want him to take all. The time he possibly needs and especially when you read that report i think it was peter baugh's report about what bo was going through and talking about i don't even think i could do this anymore Mm -hmm. like you don't you don't want to put him back through that again like it's okay bo we'll pick you up next year like Mm -hmm. take your time my friend
1: well and i don't think you know there's there's anything wrong with with skating i think you do need to do some some testing to see what you can and cannot handle you mm-hmm. don't want to go from from skating to uh you know full-blown practices and i'm not saying they're doing that and they don't do that you know they have them where like the non-contact jerseys and stuff like mm-hmm. that can can you make it through just a practice with with no contact how do you feel after that do you feel okay do you feel like you can maybe take the next step and take some hits, okay, take some light hits and see what happens after that. How do you feel all along the way? So I feel like this is going to be a process, and I feel like this is this could be a process that does last the remainder of the season because they're going to do this in incremental steps and then gauge how he feels. They should do this anyway, and gauge how he feels after each small step and really look into, you know, are you feeling 100% comfortable? Is there any discomfort there? And if there is, you scale it back again. Yeah, really the only way you're going to find out how he's really progressing.
0: The only thing that worries me is the last time that he came back in contact sweater in practice was the same day that McDermott decided to hold fighting practice in the middle of practice. (laughs) So you're just like, you know what? Let's just not do this, Leave this him out of those
1: <laughs> Yes, we're not gonna include include him in that. So, uh, but just something to keep an eye on. in, in yeah. one breath, you're you're happy that he is back with the team yeah. and kind of interacting with guys and skating. Uh, on the other, it's like, I, I want you to be skating for like the next two months. Yeah, <laughs> just just do that for next. Just skater. It's open ice. It's a free Eight. skate for for Bo Byram for the next two months and we'll yep. see what happens after that so uh, if anything new comes out obviously we'll be talking about that but what we need to talk about now is Mr. Nathan McKinnon and I joked teasing on the uh the front of the YouTube uh ep- or for this episode the, the the beginning of the YouTube stream um that he he you would think he murdered somebody and I don't know if this, uh, well I do know I, th- I do feel like this is because of it's his name And people are kind of feeling like he got away with something. The NHL put out a statement saying that they even talked to the ref and, you know, the ref didn't think anything of it more or less. And they're not going to have any suspension or fine for him for, well, I was going to say for, for slashing a ref, you're even hearing things online of he didn't hit the ref. I'm yeah. not going to confirm or deny that because it's amazing that we only have one camera angle for this thing, which is above. And when you see him whack the stick, you can't really get a a like a, a vision or a view. Yeah. Like an ice view of where that stick is. Some people are saying it came down on the ice, but between the ref's legs. What like I even said yesterday, I think he should have been fined for it. Because whether or not you make contact with a ref, intentional or unintentional, it usually gets fine. And you see that in the NFL a lot. You see that in the NBA a lot. Mm-hmm. When there's like scrums going on and you get like a, an errant uh, arm that kind of knocks into a ref that's not intentional. Those players still get fine because whether you meant to or not, you made contact with a ref. I thought that's what was going to happen. But you are seeing people wanting ten. 20 rest of the season suspensions for this when it clear he clearly was not trying to go after the ref. And if you look at the ref's reaction, how quick Nathan McKinnon swung that stick, it doesn't look like he really injured that. I mean, if he really made solid contact with a leg with somebody who does not have any shin pads or anything on, I don't <laughs> believe that the refs wear those. Maybe they do. It's possible that even if he was wearing them, yeah. they're not the same that the the players are going to wear. No, he's going to go down. Da- he's going to have a different reaction. He's going yeah. to be injured from that. And it didn't look like he was. We are making a mountain out of a molehill out of this. And I say that knowing full well, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. So that's if, where
0: I stand. If this was something he actually did, he would be punished because that's something you don't play around with. And for the NHL to not come down on him, and that should tell you something, because we have been critical of the NHL all year long, and Mm -hmm. they handled this one right. Like, we didn't get any suspensions out of the greenway hit to Darcy and knock him out. We didn't get any suspensions with the Truba hits to Nathan McKinnon and cuss him, and there was nothing out of that, so... Why should Nathan McKinnon get a suspension for a one camera angle possible CSI Miami super zoom? (laughs) Try and figure out the angle. But like, yeah, there. it's
1: honestly, it's a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, And like, again, I will say that I do think he should have been fined for it because, you know, if he did make contact with him, you, you shouldn't be doing that accidental or not. Um, I think a minor fine was okay. Um, we're going to do something kind of fun and interesting and we're (laughs) going to go through some Twitter posts on this and maybe this should be like a reoccurring segment or something like that. I don't know, but to read some of what people are putting out there on this is just, is, is laughable. Mm -hmm. Um, there's one that I sent to you. Where the guy let me let me bring it up. Oh, and I'm not throwing Twitter handles out there. So don't ask because I don't want these people getting uh, (laughs) getting the wrath of uh, the listeners said if I if if a Golden Knights player slashed a ref, I would be livid. And this is a Golden Knights uh, fan clearly says if a Golden Knights player slashed a ref, I would be livid. Avs fans don't care what McKinnon does. They don't. Um. If a Golden Knights player accidentally slashed a ref, you wouldn't be livid. No. And that's exactly what Nathan McKinnon did. He accidentally made contact with a ref. So don't say – you can't phrase it as he intentionally slashed a ref because he didn't. And if a Golden – and I find it very hard to believe if a Golden Knights fan would be – Uh, livid at anything any vegas golden knight player did
0: oh yeah because (laughs) nhl comes down on them real hard
1: oh yes absolutely (laughs) um and a lot of these are taken from uh like a a main hockey account will post it and this is like within the the, uh, the the twitter chain of uh posts um there's where was the other one there's
0: one that's that just sings to my heart. Go ahead. So once again, McKinnon gets off with no consequences. Way to go, NHL.
1: Like, what is this once again thing? It's not like he is like this repeat offender that is egregiously, you know, when he threw a helmet at a guy, I, I wouldn't have suspended him for that. But, you know, they did.
0: You know, so- I said... I say the same thing every year when it comes to the heart conversation, and Nate doesn't win, and I'm like, well, wow. <laughs> once again, Nathan McKinnon, <laughs> yeah, no consequences." But that's the only thing that he gets slighted for. It's not he's not repeat offender status for exactly. goodness sake. Like, exactly. if this was Gabe Landeskog, especially after his year this year, like if somebody said that about Landeskog, I could mm-hmm. get, I can understand. But Nathan McKinnon, he he plays on the edge, but he doesn't play on that
1: side of the edge. Right. He, he does play with it with an attitude,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but that's not suspendable just because you no. have an attitude. Um, one I really like is uh, this guy says, really? He's a premier player. He's a premier player with incredible hands, and you think he missed it. His his writing is terrible. He's (laughs) a premier player with incredible hands, and you think he missed the opposing center like an empty net from three feet out. I love bringing his skill set into it. Like because he has such great hands, he shouldn't have missed on his slash. Like that to me is hilarious. Like I applaud that one because you're you're giving him credit for being a skilled player, skilled enough where he shouldn't miss an intentional slash on a guy. I love it.
0: I think the guy was watching Burkowski. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Um, and here's here's one. This is a a, a couple tweets in one tweet. Um, and this is by kind of like a prominent person. So you might've seen this one. I say prominent in that he has a lot of followers. Um, he said, so this will be the second time. And then I don't know why he puts it in asterisks this week. I don't know if that's supposed to be quotes or not, but he says, this will be the second time this week that McKinnon does something that would be suspendable for most people, but earns him an aw shucks. I bet you didn't mean it that way. Just be more careful next time. He says, I have no gripe with Nate or Colorado, but that's pretty embarrassing. He goes on to say, so they've confirmed that he struck the linesman um, but aren't going to do anything on the basis of he merely meant to hack the opponent, but two-handed the referee instead. <clears throat> that's brutal. And then you get this to to finish this tweet. You get this doozy. <laughs> it's arguably more important to punish accidental plays because that risk forces players to polish reckless habits out of their game. If you don't punish them, they don't have that incentive. And dirtier players get uh, a root of plausible deniability when they do it intentionally. Do you want that to be the NHL? Do you want to be do you want the NHL to be the league that finds and suspends accidental plays? You really want that because that will be every single game and almost every single player. Yep. Accidents happen on the ice all of you know you know what's an accident? Tripping. A tripping penalty is an accident. Yep. You want to suspend and fine people for mm-hmm. tripping penalties now. That's what this guy is telling me. Get out of here with this nonsense. It's an accident, move on. It was stupid. He should have been fined for it at the least. Move on. We are acting like this guy literally committed on ice murder. Where is our thought process here, people?
0: That guy must have really good Wi-Fi or data in the oh. bathroom because that tweet was tweeted right out of his butt. Oh
1: my god.
0: <laughs> like it it makes no sense. Like you can't you can't police the league that way. And even on its face, he did not. And it's not like he's going slap shot on these referees and he's got a vendetta against them. If anybody, that should have been Nas. Nas does have a reason to get upset with a face off referee because he's getting kicked out of every circle. It's Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Like uh, it makes no sense. Like if uh, if this was something that Nas did, you would honestly lean on the side of, you know, he has been kicked out of every face off dot he probably got frustrated and took his frustrations out and then you view it differently but this is Nathan McKinnon he doesn't do that so you you
1: have to you know judge it fairly right so, you can't, right you're right you you can't lump this guy wants to lump everything in yep. because he's feeling that the dirtier players will get away with things, so uh, so the non-dirty players have to to suffer because the dirty players can get away with plausible deniability. Dude, that worked in, in Independence Day with the <laughs> uh, you know with the aliens coming in. It doesn't work in the NHL. Like that's ridiculous. Like to, yeah. to, to say that they need to polish reckless habits. Reckless habits. You don't call reckless habits accidents. You call no. them reckless habits. Yep. They're two completely separate things and he's lumping them in together. It's a dumb tweet. And if some other people have, have seen this, you know, who I'm talking about. I've never, you know, it's not that I follow this guy or anything, but the, his, you know, series of tweets are making the rounds. It's dumb. And and I think it was a, in the moment tweet that he can't go back on now because it's out there. But to say that you need to be, it's more important to punish accidental plays. Yeah. I just banged my desk and sorry if that (laughs) blew up people's ears. That makes no, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Maybe in my life, I don't want to say in my life because I've heard a lot of dumb things. This hockey season, I'll say that that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Punish accidental plays. Think about that for one second. Actually don't think about it for more than one second because you might drive yourself crazy. While you're thinking about that or not thinking about that, getting it out of your head, let's hear from Built Bar. I have to move on from this because <laughs> uh, it, it's driving me crazy. Uh, all right. Built Bar, it is uh, the time of the year where we have moved on, just like uh, we've moved on from that tweet. We are moving <laughs> on from our resolutions, but we can still eat healthy and make Built Bar a part of that making of that you you're eating healthy there we go mm-hmm. uh and have you tried the new built bar puffs if you haven't you are missing out they are the first ever protein infused marshmallow protein bar they're fluffy they're marshmallowy they're not just a protein bar they are they are a treat and they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate and they come in flavors such as cinnamony cinnamon churro coconut marshmallow and banana cream pie all great flavors all great tasting Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Uh, I think the best thing to happen for everybody, and even Nathan McKinnon, is just play a game. And they're going to do that against the Red Wings. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But we did want to bring up the bottom 6 for the abs lately is it's been struggling a little bit there's there's been there hasn't been as much consistency as you as you saw earlier in the season mm-hmm. um and even when the abs were had a, a great january you could start to see a little bit of cracks in in that bottom 6 where you know because they were winning and and they still lost, I mean they've lost one game let's not like yeah. go crazy um but you can see that. You can see that there's something going on with the bottom six where they haven't been as much as a presence um, now as they were earlier. Mm-hmm. So we talk about trades, and we've talked about trades on uh, previous episodes. But we were thinking, like, is should they make a move with the Eagles at all and bring somebody up to maybe just to in, you know inject some life into – the bottom six, and I'm not talking wholesale changes. I'm talking about maybe a move or two just to give somebody a, a shot just to see what you can do. You do that on the defensive end. You've done it yep. when you're moving McDermott in and out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why not do it on the bottom six, on the forward end?
0: And especially and with the production that you're getting out of the bottom two lines, if you're bringing out like somebody from Loveland, you're giving somebody an opportunity who wants to be there and wants to shine. And it'll stimulate some of that life on those two lines that have become stale and stagnant when it comes to production. And you have somebody who's wanting to overperform instead of somebody who's just looking for a chance, you know, it'll, it'll shake things up. And if say you call up an Eagle and he gets a goal that kind of makes you have to step up a little bit. Like, okay, the new guy's coming in here and -hmm. this is my spot on line four, line three. Like you got to up your game. And if you don't, you might go back to Loveland instead.
1: Yeah. And you know, the, the guy, when you look at the stats, they're all names that, you know, because Mm -hmm. they're all guys that have been up once or twice during the season. And again, these are not guys you're looking to bring up to win you games. They're, they're, for what you just said, they're getting an opportunity. And sometimes that's all these guys want and they will put in 110%. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not to say that the guys that are playing with the ads right now aren't, but it's just a different demeanor when you have someone who's been, you know, playing in the AHL for most of the season, every opportunity they get, they're going to try to make the most of it. And yep. like you said, make somebody else get sent down. Not yep. them. Yep. Yep. But, you know, there, and here's the question, because here's some names and just going off of stats. And I know it's more than stats. You can bring up guys that are just invigorating and and can just, you know, like I said, just give that shot of adrenaline. And it's not just completely based on stats. But when you bring guys up, kind of is yep. when, when you're looking at AHL guys and who leads the Eagles right now in scoring is Kiefer Sherwood. Mm hmm. Uh, 35 games played, 22 goals, 20 assists, 42 points. He's been up a handful of times with the abs. And I think from time to time, he does relatively well. Mm-hmm. Um, Is he a guy that is going to be a mainstay? No, nah, probably not. But for right now, for, for just bringing him up, and I know things get convoluted with, with uh, cap mm-hmm. uh, considerations and all that stuff. And we're not looking into that. We're not diving that deep into this with, you know, how cap And I know it, it comes into play, but is see someone you bring up for a little while and, and just cause he can hang with the, the NHL guys.
0: I think just somebody fresh who wants to be there will be very revitalizing to everyone on that line and the line below him. Um, like Kiefer. Yeah. He gets out there and he plays and, what better chance to make a name for yourself, especially with no scoring really happening on lines three and four? Get out there and get an assist, help somebody score, and then you be the reason why that line's starting to pop. Right. Or you get a goal yourself, be in the right position, and you score. And then trade deadlines coming up. If yeah. you're not going to get a chance with the avalanche, somebody's going to see you be able to score, and you're going to be part of a package, and you're going to be used somewhere. Right. That's the same story with Ryan Graves. The Rangers didn't use him. The Avalanche did.
1: Yeah. To uh, incredible returns, too. Yes. So is there anybody that kind of sticks out to you? Like, hey, give this guy a shot. Bring him up. Give him a shot.
0: You would like to see um, Dylan Secura get up there and actually do something. You Like, I hate the thing that really gets under my skin is guys that get in the AHL and do really good and when they make the show they turn invisible Hmm. this is a good opportunity for sakura to get up and do something um i of course you know i'm a Sampo ranta guy it would be nice to get him up there and get him going but sakura and honestly sherwood sakura get both of them up there get them going because that would be this is their time to shine and if it's not now this is Adding to our trade conversation, this is good package pieces.
1: Yeah. It's so weird. You know, Ranta starting the the season up with the Avs, I kind of had high expectations for him. Um, You know, and in 35 games with the Eagles, he's only got 13 points. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you you can't – it's tough to give that guy – uh, a shot above so many guys that are above him just in the stats department. Um, and I know, I know that's not all end all be all, but I, you know, you would think a guy that that had made the squad and just wasn't panning out, maybe just need to go get a little bit more seasoning would, would be at least be able to kind of turn the jets on in in the AHL and it just doesn't seem to be happening right now. I'm not saying that he can't if they keep him around. Um, But he has two more points than alex newhook did in alex newhook's 10 games with the eagles yeah ish. uh pretty crazy pretty crazy you can now, also you can
0: put uh, you could put uh jason megna and mark cat out there and say come on <laughs> you mm. guys are almost like getting tenure down there yeah, do no, something know, like, now or Calc you're
1: just i like the guy he's, he's got he's he's built for the nhl like he has the the body for an nhl i don't know it's like when they bring him up it's like hit or miss on what's going to happen exactly Um, i reached out to dater i i sent dater a message and and he got back to me because i wanted to know what's going on with jacob mcdonald
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you hear about you know he's not the type that you're going to hear day in and day out like you know jack eichel you heard every inch of what jack eichel was doing uh, McDonald's obviously not in that realm. So you're not going to hear about mm-hmm. him as much. You hear about him every once in a while. And then when he's ready to come back, you'll hear about it, obviously. And it's, it's been at least a couple weeks since I heard anything. So I reached out to him. I just said, have you heard anything, um, on, on Jacob McDonald? And he just said, he's skating, still no contact. That may change at practice later this week. Hmm. I, I, Jacob McDonald, he is that guy yeah could just give you a shot in the arm and i know his natural position is is a defenseman i would i would love to see him on a line with like logan o'connor and that would be your hustle line yeah like those those two guys would never get outworked so i know we're talking about who's like on the eagles and we're talking about Cout and ranta and and keifer sherwood and all those guys are nice like additions here and there, kind of exactly what we're talking about. Jacob McDonald, I think he is a guy that, from a locker room standpoint and out on the ice, when guys are on the bench watching their teammates play and you see him just going a mile a minute and putting in maximum effort, that invigorates a team. Yeah. So I know it's a small move, but I'm really looking forward to when Jacob McDonald comes back Because I don't know if he's going to play offense or defense. Yeah, forward or defense. Um, I would put him in at a forward line. Yeah, match him up with Logan O'Connor and let those guys outwork everybody.
0: And just and that's the easiest solution. And that's somebody who would love to come back, improve himself, and put himself right back in the lineup. And as a forward, I think he would be really good. Or I mean, if you want to. Get, if you everybody's tired of the tango that we're doing with scratching McDermott, scratching Ryan Murray, and doing that weird healthy scratch game, let's put McDonald on that d pair.
1: Yeah, you can put him anywhere. Yeah, That'd be fine. You know, I I just want him back. I just yeah. miss his his effort and his his effort, uh, hustle yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, um, according to the data, it seems like it's it could happen soon. It's not right around the corner. Not eminent like a JT Miller trade that was teased to us, mm. uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it seems like it's progressing in the direction of McDonald return. And, and that's the guy uh, I'm looking forward to, re- to return yeah. some of these Eagle guys. I don't really anticipate any move like we're talking about, uh, but it would be nice to, to especially where the abs are sitting right now. I mean, you're in you're a, for for the league. You're only what a point up on, on Florida, oh, Florida. Yeah. For the division, you're up. Yeah. Why not bring some of these guys up for a couple games? I mean, if it's doable, if it is doable within the realm of the cap and all that stuff, do it. I know that's kind of like a, a sticking point, and maybe you can't. Uh, but if you can, bring some guys up and let them get some experience, and that can only help you long term.
0: And not just help you, but show off to the rest of the league when it comes to trading for the piece that you want. Show mm-hmm. other owners what you do have in the minors. And really help your trade packages.
1: All right. We shall see. Keep an eye. Um, but I'll definitely be watching those bottom six guys tonight against Detroit. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that right after we hear from Bet Online and Rock Auto. But Bet Online, football season is obviously over, but you have other sports such as basketball and our beloved hockey in full steam ahead mode. And for basketball, we have both, both pro and college hoops available at betonline.net. From all the latest odds, total totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. It remains the best spot for all the sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for, obviously, the NHL, boxing, and ufc so head over to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action betonline.net where the game starts and rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need so why indoor often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer Choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry when you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the. How did you hear about us section, so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. You know what I forgot to mention and the uh talking about Built Bar, you brought it to my attention because I'm not a NASCAR guy. They they had they had a, a sticker on a NASCAR, right?
0: They had a whole NASCAR. They had Corral oh, Toys. They,
1: they were the, the main sponsor.
0: They were. It was they blue you, look. Bar? Look just like the built bar, uh, mix box that you get. Uh, place 14th. Corey LaJoy, it was the All built right. bar car, the Daytona 500. I mean,
1: it has a nice ring to it. The built bar car, it does. All right, I don't follow NASCAR, but what's his name? Corey LaJoy, Corey LaJoy, that's my man. Hey, let's get him on the show. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, uh, so tonight, uh, always a, a fun matchup with our old nemesis, the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to the first time that these two teams played because the the Wings are that team that they are a young up and coming team. They are in the mix right now with wild card maybe uh looking uh, outside looking in right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe some wild card aspirations. They got a long road ahead of them. You know, Boston I think is like 12 points up on them with games in hand or something like that. So it's not looking like they're going to make The playoffs, but it is an improved season for them. Mm -hmm. And I was looking forward to the first game between these two because of that. We Mm -hmm. had this young upstart team going up against what you know, one of the best teams in the league. And like we were saying with teams like like Buffalo, you're gonna get your best. So they're gonna their metric is gonna be how they performed against you. And the first game, as we're like, Yeah, you know, you (laughs) get a long way to go, little kid. You know, (laughs) it was what was it seven to two seven it was seven
0: to three a touchdown to a field goal
1: there you go um so the broncos beat the lions seven to three in (laughs) in game number one um but that that's what you get out of these teams then you have no idea what you're going to get out of them now they are just an up and down team though that's the growing pains you're going to go through
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um they're they're almost right at 500 i was looking up their um
0: yeah, they're, they're, one, they're one game over 500. Right. So yeah.
1: 23, 22, and 6. And their last 10, they're 5 and 5. Yeah. Like, everything about them is 500 hockey. And it's you don't know what you're going to get. You could get 7 to 3. You could get 2 to 1.
0: Yes. You and, have no clue. And the good thing about Or the Avalanche are getting the wings this time around. They're, they still haven't figured it out. They still haven't it, put it together. They still haven't, you know, walked away with a 10 game stretch where it's seven and three. You know, they they haven't put it together in that aspect. And if we put a touchdown on the last time, we can walk out with a two or three goal win in this one and really make a statement. This is the last time we see the wings all year, and then, you know, build on that going into the next games that we got coming up. But you know this team, the way the Detroit Red Wings are built. Once they figure it out and everybody knows how to play with everybody and there's some synergy and cohesion this is going to be a dangerous team.
1: Oh, they got they got guys you got to watch out for. Yeah. You know what I mean? like like Dylan Larkin is legit. He, yes. he is he is a difficult guy to scheme against. Um and there there's some grumblings of, you know, heart Trophy candidacy for him. <laughs> I think it's tough, you know, the days of Taylor Hall getting it when his team is horrible uh, are kind of long gone, you would yeah. think. But he probably, you know, he will get some votes. Absolutely. Yeah. He is a clear-cut captain of this team. Um, but you want to see some guys up and coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Mo Sider is, is mm. oh, man. Like how we, we gush over Kel Mal- McCarr. Um Red Wing fans are doing that for him and Lucas Raymond. Lucas Raymond, yeah. Man, was... two insanely talented young guys who are just going to get better and better and better. And watch them now because how you see them now, you're going to be impressed. Um, and they're just going to keep improving as years go on. Yeah, this is going to be a dangerous team in, in a year or two. And you'll see glimpses of it. You'll see glimpses mm-hmm. of like, Oh, boy. like it, When they do that on a regular basis – Watch out for the Red Wings. So yeah. you could get it in tonight's game. That's just the the unfamiliarity, and you don't know what you're going to get from guys as young as they are. But they are impressive, impressive players.
0: Yeah, and, this, and you really want to make a statement against a former rival in their arena. What better way to make up for the dismal showings we've honestly seen in the past two games than go in there and unleash hell? Yeah.
1: I get, um, you know, corporate America runs everything now, but I I just hate the name (laughs) of the Little Caesars Arena uh, in Detroit. I mean, we went from the The Joe, the the Joe, the classic Joe to Little Caesars Arena. It just it just seems like I'm going to watch like a peewee hockey game.
0: Yeah. Hey, if they're passing out free Italian cheese bread at the door, they might. Might me oh, I'm there. oh I'm, there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm there. So all right. Well, Kyle and I will do, be discussing it tomorrow. Uh I, I the I'll be my eyes will be fixed on on the bottom six. I, you know the avalanche yeah. are winning, and I don't want to make this seem like, you know, it's all doom and gloom, but the bottom six has got to start playing better. Yep. And and you heard the comments from Jared Bednar, he f- feels the same way. So I will be watching them intently tonight. And yeah, bottom will... six and the power play yeah true yep so you have I mean and against a team that's up and down like Detroit you have a uh, this is your chance to kind of correct those things and yep have a good feeling going forward so yep. we shall see and we will be talking about them tomorrow and the game as a whole so for now thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day and go check out Lockdown NHL and make that your second listen of the day get caught up on everything going on around the league for now. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And don't forget, punish the accidental place. (laughs) Go, Abs, go!